Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Lions fans. Jesse Cass here for the LMU Basketball Podcast here in the Believe Podcast Network on LA's number one podcast network and the only place for the show for team in LA and more. We teams, do you believe? And welcome into the show, everybody. Jesse Cass here with you for another brand new episode of the Believe in Elmy Basketball podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. We are also available wherever else podcasts are found, including Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. And you can find us at Believe.com, where there are hundreds of shows to try to keep you going through these quarantine times. Hope everyone out there is doing well, staying safe, being smart, and staying home. We have another good episode on tap here. We've been rolling along with some good guests. We had new head coach Stan Johnson a few weeks ago, then Eric Johansson, and then Matthias Markison. And we have Rayhan Ball this week. He's worked doing some of the pregame, halftime, postgame shows for LMU as a student over the past couple of years. He's a good guy. He's on the show, and he has some good conversation about LMU basketball and his journey. So good, exciting stuff coming up there. Before we get there, I want to let you know and keep you updated on everything with LMU. We gave you... A week ago, the National Signing Day signings that came in for the Lions. And really the only news on that front, additionally, is LMU is in the mix for yet another impact player that could potentially help them out big time this season. Another graduate transfer has LMU on his radar. Hawaii grad transfer Drew Bugs has narrowed his schools down to three with LMU part of that list. Iowa State, Missouri, and LMU. So big programs after Drew Bugs and LMU down to the final three with that. Bugs averaged 9.5 points, 5.5 assists, and 4.5 rebounds as a junior. He'll be a graduate senior coming into wherever he goes. But he has led the Big West in assists for two straight years, including this past season. So he is a pass-first point guard who really pushes the ball well. He's a a very good all-around point guard and would be another big boon for the LMU Lions and add to what's already a pretty significant pool of talent for this upcoming year's team. So if they add Drew Bugs, that would really thrust them they would think, hopefully, to the top of the conference or near it in uh, a fight for one of those spots. So exciting news for the Lions. We'll see what Bugs' decision ultimately ends up being. But uh, more positive news coming out of LMU and head coach Stan Johnson continuing to raise excitement levels here for the Lions. So we'll keep you updated on Bugs' decision on everything else with LMU basketball. But now we have our conversation with Rayhan Ball here on the LMU Basketball Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Now joined here on the LMU Basketball Podcast by Rayhan Ball. Rayhan has been a student at LMU. He has worked on basketball broadcast, doing the pregame, postgame show, also some other sports as well. Rayhan, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, Jesse, thanks for having me. And Rayhan, obviously, just mentioned it a little bit there, but you've been working with LMU and been seeing this basketball team for your entirety of your collegiate career. Uh, what's it been like being a part of the the radio broadcasts and just kind of seeing LMU basketball and the ups and downs of these past few years? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's been a great experience, honestly. Any chance to stay involved with basketball, it's a huge passion of mine. And I think coming to LMU, being able to do the radio broadcast was a great opportunity that I really couldn't pass up. And honestly, at the start, I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I was just a freshman, but now here we are four years later, I'm about to graduate, and I just have this 
real fondness towards the program and just being able to be on the radio and call games with yourself, I think it's something that I really enjoyed doing. And it's been great to kind of see the program grow over the years. And obviously now in a transition period, I'm just glad that throughout the entire journey, I was able to kind of play my own part of it and really be a part of not only the team, but I guess the line community as well, just being able to broadcast the games to all the thankful listeners. Yeah, and what was it uh, for you, kind of the process of getting into radio? Was that something you knew you wanted to get into when you came to LMU, or did you fall into it? What was your process like with that? Uh, yeah, it was a really interesting one for me. I think it really started with my passion for basketball. And to be honest, coming out of high school, I knew I wasn't really going to get any big Division One offers, and I wasn't really going to be able to continue my playing career. But when I was in high school, a lot of my free time was taken up by playing basketball, but the other extracurricular that I did was speech. And kind of going into college, I knew LMU had a fairly strong Division One program with obviously a great history. And I thought in order to stay involved with basketball now, I think my opportunity became how do I mix my playing background with my speech background? And that kind of naturally led me to doing radio and doing play-by-play. And as you mentioned, the halftime, pregame, postgame, that type of stuff was just kind of me mixing together my extracurriculars in high school into one new thing that I've really fallen in love with over my time at LMU. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's always a great experience and great that LMU has done that over the years of allowing their students to get involved. And as you mentioned, that's kind of how, how I got involved with it as well. And uh, you mentioned kind of falling in love with the program. We talked or mentioned a little bit at the beginning that it's been up and down in terms of the record for the ball club. Obviously, this year they dealt with a ton of injuries the year prior, though, was an incredible season where they won 22 games. You were, uh, you know, along for the ride for a good chunk of that. What did you think of, of that season? Does anything stand out for you in, in terms of your time on the radio and, and being part of some of those games? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that really stood out for me. Personally, when I first started, I didn't really know how much of a ride it was going to be. You know, I started calling at the start for me was actually soccer. It was the first in the calendar year. I started doing play-by-play for soccer, but when basketball came around, that was really the opportunity I was looking for. And we weren't great at the start, to be honest. I started in the 2016 season. I think we went right around 500. But as you mentioned, it was really my junior year, that 22-win season where things started to heat up. And I just have this strong memory of when those net rankings first came out. And I know it was got a lot of criticism for it being a flawed system and a lot of public perception, but I just really strongly remember just turning on ESPN or turning on CBS Sports and when that rankings came out, seeing LMU right there at 10th and, you know, whether or not we were actually the 10th best team in the country at the time, I just remember we were playing really well early and it was just good to see us represented on that national stage and I think that was just a moment where it really hit me is being able to turn on these bigger networks and seeing the rankings and seeing LMU towards the top and then kind of working back and thinking, well, I've been calling games for this program for three years and now this was kind of somewhat of a payoff of, you know, having that strong 21 season there. It kind of was a good moment for me on my end to see everything come together for the program and really getting some recognition and also just for the guys on that team really having a great start. It was just all around good to see. Yeah, that was a really fun stretch. I mean, the whole season was great, but as you said, kind of that early portion of the season where they started – Eight and zero, and then eleven and one with you know wins over some really good programs like Georgetown and Boise State, uh, UNLV. That was a, a really fun and exciting uh, start to a year. This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. While you're waiting this out at home, you can still have some fun betting at BetOnline.ag. Despite no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. 
Bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager, including their casino with poker and blackjack. And sports aren't totally done. There's still esports, American Idol, Big Brother, the elections, the spelling bee, and their $750,000 poker series. Really anything you can think of, it's there to bet on on betonline.ag. There is still fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your wagering experts. And Rehan, uh, we know that you mentioned the team is in a little bit of transition, at least in, in the coaching department. Obviously, a coaching change took place during this offseason. Uh, Mike Dunlap, after six years, was let go, and now Stan Johnson in for the Lions. And, you know, a lot of excitement around Stan Johnson and his program. Of course, the new recruiting class was just announced. It's a couple of other pieces that'll soon decide if they're going to come as well. And, and of course, it's still a big structure of a team that was here last year. And a lot of the guys that were injured, and you throw in, you know, Eli Scott and Marcuson and Douglas and Quintana. This could be a unique opportunity for a new coach to have a really impressive roster in first season uh, in his first year at LMU. Yeah, and I think everything I've heard about Stan Johnson, whether it be through your podcast or other shows, has really helped build that excitement for me, especially going into this season. Last year was one that I was also really excited about going into it, but unfortunately the injuries to arguably three starters, and obviously Marcus in with the unfortunate situation that held him out, I think next year we can be really solid. And I know Stan's talked a lot about not wanting this to be something where we're going to wait for two to three years before he can compete. He's really looking to compete starting next year, and I think the pieces are in place to do so. We look at Markison as a guy that I think can really take the next step. I mean, when you look at his final four, there were big-time college programs that really wanted him to play, even thinking of a team like Louisville or San Diego State that were really towards the top ten teams in the country wanting to get Matias on their roster and now Stan able to bring him back alongside Cody Pugh was a four-star coming out of high school. I think there's a lot of talent on this team, and I think I really appreciate Stan's direction to where we can compete next year. The pieces are in place, and I think, as you touched upon, getting the players back from injury, a couple key signings that have just come in, I think a lot of damage can be done, especially in conference with the whole WCC getting better, and I'm really excited to see how the program fares next year. I think we will be really competitive. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see just what the finished product looks like when LMU's on the floor. And, of course, kind of what college basketball and all sports will look like. We know it's a great time of uncertainty, uh, not knowing if we'll have games with fans or really what the situation's going to be when we roll around to the college season. But how have you been maintaining and holding up during this, you know, these quarantine time, you know, this period? And, and what have you been able to do to kind of keep your sports fix going on? Well, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just been trying to stay in the loop obviously with the coaching change there's been a lot of LMU related things to kind of read up on and see kind of recruiting has been really active I mean more active than I can even remember and with new coaching staff just sending out a bunch of offers and really starting to bring in new talent that's been great for as far as LMU content for me to keep up with but outside of that obviously ESPN putting out the last dance has been great just for kind of keeping the basketball conversation going even when the season's off I mean, personally, I haven't even thought about the implications as far as the LMU season. I know right now the first thing that come to mind is obviously the NBA playoffs being put on hold for the moment. And now there's even been talks about the NBA draft being delayed after the NFL just kind of started things off with a new draft that kind of took place over Zoom. And it was really different. I mean, 
for me, I've just been keeping in touch with LMU, just kind of seeing how recruiting is going, how the program is going. And from a professional standpoint, I mean, when it comes to the NBA, just listening to podcasts, just trying to stay involved in the NBA conversation. But as far as the playoffs, who knows how it's going to go. They've thrown around a lot of different alternatives. We've talked about potentially playing it in Vegas, I believe, trying to just speed up the season, maybe cutting the regular season short. There's really no way of knowing how things are going to go. But, I mean, at this point, with no games being played, I'm just looking for all the content I can find to consume right now. Yeah, I think we're all in that, that same boat and hoping that things can come back on the sooner end of things. But obviously we're all just in that, that waiting pattern right now. Uh, Rayhan, you mentioned that you've been following and along with the, for the ride with the team for the past four years. And we know that this program, despite some ups and downs, has had some really impressive talent come through. And, you know, James Bateman stands out, Eli Scott. You look back a little further with Brandon Brown and Autumn Jacko and, of course, Anthony Ireland, one of the, the best players in school history a little bit before that. But for you and your time here, uh, what players stand out and what specific moments stand out to you that you've been a part of? Yeah, I mean, for me, the first strong memory I have is my freshman year. I remember I came in, and obviously Brandon Brown was kind of had the keys to the car at that point for LMU, and we were kind of playing this interesting defense, which I was a fan of, where I remember Mike Dunlap was we were pressing heavy. We were really one of the only teams in WCC at the time that was doing that, and that was kind of the identity that I latched onto for LMU basketball at the time. And I remember really vividly my freshman year, there was a game where we hosted UConn. And I thought that was like a really big deal. I had a bunch of friends from out of town come in and we all went to the UConn game. And honestly, I didn't think we were going to be able to keep up, but the team played really, really well. And we took UConn down to the wire. I believe Brandon Brown had a shot at the buzzer to send it to overtime. And even though the game didn't go our way, that was kind of, I guess, the moment that hooked me in that LMU basketball because I knew like, I kind of dealt my first experience of the school I'm attending, really competing with a national program like UConn, and that was my initial jump into it. But then after that, obviously, the biggest chunk of my LMU broadcasting career was kind of led by James Bateman, and he was that guy that really was our main go-to guy offensively, especially during that 22-win season. And I remember just watching him early on, always knowing that going into a game, no matter who we were playing against, I can fight the odds of James Bateman against whoever the other team's point guard was. And he was kind of the guy that was leading up in all those battles. But overall, if I looked at the four years, I know we've switched between the two transfers, whether it's Bateman or Brown. I think Matias has been really interesting because my freshman year, I lived in the dorm with Matias, and I saw him all the time. I used to talk to him every now and then. But just kind of seeing his journey, because I remember... Early on, he was really kind of third on that depth chart. We had Peter Herman. We had Stefan Jovanovic, I believe, my freshman year. And the center minutes were kind of really evenly distributed by everybody. But kind of seeing Matias grow to a point where freshman year, he was fighting to just get on the court. And now in this year, he's getting offers from even bigger schools like Louisville, Minnesota, San Diego State, and having him come back to LMU to put up some serious minutes. I think he's been a guy that, if I look at, my whole four-year journey, I really appreciated seeing his growth from someone who was just trying to get his feet wet, but now he's a guy that I think has a serious chance to play at the next level if things kind of go well for him in the near future. Yeah, that's a great point, and I think that's why so many in the LMU community were so excited. You know, obviously there's the first point that Matias is just a, a great guy, and, you know, really friendly and welcoming, but you throw it on the other end, kind of his progression where you could see him really improving year to year, and then obviously... Um, you mentioned the unfortunate situation where he was unable to play this season, but the fact that he chose to come back to LMU over some really significant schools and offers is a 
a great testament to where he thinks the program is heading and where they could be heading uh, in the future. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the season goes for him as well as the rest of the team. I mean, just recently, I believe BYU actually got Matt Harms at Purdue chance for another 7'3 big man. So definitely looking forward to seeing how he matches up with Matias. And now that'll be an interesting potential rivalry there, I guess. The two 7'3 players going at it, especially LMU. Traditionally plays BYU relatively tough. I know we beat them in the recent seasons. I can't remember exactly which season it was, but I remember at Thurston there was a win against BYU and now with Matias coming back and Harms coming in, I think, speaks to the elevation of the WCC in general. I mean, he's a guy who's playing meaningful minutes in the Big Ten and now choosing to come into the West Coast Conference, I think, is just great all around. Yeah, and what has it been like to see this conference kind of rise as a whole? We know Gonzaga, of course, over the past 20 years has been great, as is St. Mary's over the past decade or so, but the inclusion, of course, of BYU coming in and then seemingly every other school kind of investing more and picking up their game in terms of their basketball programs. It seems like, really, from top to bottom, the conference has become one of the better ones in the country. Yeah, I think that's growth. But again, I'm glad that I was able to kind of be along for the ride with coming into when I first started broadcasting film. I knew about Gonzaga and I knew about St. Mary's as really strong national programs, but it's always the WCC been essentially like a two-bid league. You know, Gonzaga tends to win the league and St. Mary's will get there at large, but I think BYU has really strengthened up over the last couple of years, and especially in the last year, we've seen the WCC become a league where even the top five teams are really solid. LMU is in this interesting transition phase with Stan Johnson, who I'm personally a big believer in. I think things are going to go well, but even looking at last year, Pacific under Damon Stoudemire and Todd Golden at San Francisco are really building interesting programs that are starting to land bigger recruits and starting to really challenge that established top three of the WCC. And I think it's going to become a really strong conference because it's no longer going to be looked at as these are the top three and there's really no opportunity for people to break in. While Gonzaga might hold on to that number one spot for the foreseeable future, I think St. Mary's and BYU is the only two teams that can finish second and third are really going to be challenged over the next couple of years. And overall, I think that's just good for the conference regardless of who jumps into that top two or three, just the fact that it's no longer really a foreseeable conclusion before the season even starts, which is great all around. Yeah, and obviously that's the, the hope and the goal for LMU and their new regime with, with Coach Johnson. It's, uh, it's been a, obviously 30 years since the Lions have been in the NCAA tournament. Uh, what do you think is necessary for them to kind of overcome, as we what we just alluded to, a great conference and, and get themselves into the top half of that conference? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, one of the biggest things that is key to building, especially, I guess, what's now a smaller school in LMU, when it comes to their basketball program, is just having that strong identity. You know, whether you look at LMU back in the 90s being known for pushing the pace, scoring a lot of points, or even another team that comes to mind is Shaka Smart's BCU team, known for their havoc defense. I think step one always comes to the smaller program is what's your identity and how are you going to play? I really appreciate how Stan Johnson's gone out in one thing. I really build my faith in him potentially is he's been very clear about that same thought process that he wants to come out and get guys that are 6'3 to 6'8 switchable very athletic team and I think that's going to be the first step is if we want to get into postseason play if we want to challenge these top three teams it needs to be very clear that when LMU's playing what do they do what's LMU about what's our identity and once we start to solidify that I think we really have 
potentially the talent and the pieces in place to make a push going forward. Obviously, now this roster has a lot of players that were in the previous regime, but I think I think rather there's still plenty of talent, like we talked about earlier. For example, with a guy like Matias, he might not fit into that six-three to six-eight switchable player that Stan Johnson wants going forward. But he's still very talented and can do a lot of damage in this next season. So I think it'll be interesting to see how Coach Johnson utilizes the talent we have now. But also it'll be interesting to see if he can really build that true identity and make LMU basketball something that when you hear what we are, you know what we play like. And I think that's the first step in order to getting to the next level and getting to the postseason is just having this true identity that we can kind of build upon and guide our decisions going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. Well, Rayhan, we really appreciate you coming on the show, done great work on the radio, and we'll continue to hear you progress uh, through this LMU basketball campaign and hope that, as we said, we get back to, to normal life sooner rather than later. But really appreciate appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Yeah, no problem, Jesse. Thanks for having me. It's 2021. People can acquire self-driving cars, eat burgers made out of plants, even fly to space in rocket ships if they have the money for it. So if you could do all this futuristic stuff today, the very least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should get AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan or device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the LMU Basketball Podcast. Big thanks again to Rayhan Ball for coming on the show. And thank you again for tuning in and listening here on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, as you said at the top, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. That really helps us out. And we're available wherever you get your podcasts. So with all of that said, we'll be back again next week trying to keep you entertained here on the Believe Podcast Network as we keep this thing rolling, as we said at the beginning as well. Stay safe, be smart, stay home, and do not inject yourself with Lysol. So with all that said, Jesse Cass signing off on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Lions. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.